Welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateria, joined as always by Dakota Lasky. Dak, how are you? Uh, um, I don't know. I'm pretty good. I've just, nothing's been too uh, much up lately. I've, I've, I had off a bunch of last week, so I've just been kind of sitting around and playing some games, grinding out some Halo. Um, and, you know, there was also the... A bit of smash news lately, so got into that. But otherwise, yeah, there's there's not too much going on. How are you? I I had like the opposite of that last week. Actually, I was like so busy. Work is going nuts. Um, I was doing all three shows. Had kind of a busy schedule last week, and like uh, yeah, just lots lots of stuff going on. But I was like really looking forward today to talking about Metroid, and that's kind of like my that's kind of like my zen, you know, like. Getting to talk about Metroid and, and Zelda and stuff, that's like my peaceful moment. So yeah, I was looking forward to this. But uh, yeah, very busy, very busy week. But as you correctly say, we had some Smash news, which uh, which was a nice little birthday present, actually, because they released it. It got my day off to a good start, and uh, I was kind of excited about Minecraft Steve. I don't know. What about you? Well, I think Minecraft being in Smash is cool, I guess. Um, I don't know if I, I don't exactly like, it's not a character that I was like hoping for or really like care if they're in the game or not, but he looks pretty, he looks pretty nutty. Actually, there's a lot of stuff he can do. It seems like his gameplay will be fun. Maybe not fun to fight against, but to use looks like it'll be fun (laughs) and definitely looks pretty faithful to the source material as every character in smash seems to be like when they are a guest character joining, which is really cool. But yeah, Minecraft is a game I never really like super got into, but it looks really cool. It's also, I think, a character that had been talked about a bunch over time, so it wasn't like out of left field or anything. Like Minecraft is like the biggest game ever or whatever, so um, it's not surprising that they got put in Smash eventually. I'm still holding out for a couple other characters, but yeah, it was pretty cool. And I can't believe I had to watch two like directs for Minecraft Steve. I feel like I got trolled a little bit, but it is. <laughs> Did you, you watch the second? Yeah, I did watch. Well, I didn't watch it um, live, but I did go back and watch it, and it was. I was. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to see how the character played, and it's pretty much what I expected. Looks like I have to really drop Ridley this time. Another matchup, I can't. I can't win. So I don't know. Maybe I'll try out Minecraft Steve because I want to use the zombie, and looks like a dumb character that can put a lot of stuff out and be super annoying. So, yeah, it looks pretty cool, and definitely better than Min Min and Byleth, so that's not that the bar is pretty high or anything, it's a pretty low bar, but still, pretty cool. You know, um, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you, like, I, I never, I've actually never played Minecraft, I never got into it, I don't really like building stuff in, like, in games, like, I don't, I don't like building stuff in Mario Maker, I just like playing the levels, like, Minecraft was never really my thing, but, like, I was, like, when when the character was announced, I was like, this is pretty cool. Because, like, I mean, you've just got so many, like, Fire Emblem sword fighters. You've got so many Pokemon. You've got, like, so many characters that are Echo Fighters or, like, based... Their moves are based off other people's moves. That, like, any time that I see, like, an original character with an original move set that looks like he's had a lot of work put into them and, like you know, really, there's a lot going on behind them. I, I'm like all about. So when I saw him, I was like, this is perfect. Like this is, you know, maybe it's not a character that I'm necessarily like super excited about, but like, 
I'm excited enough because I know that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be happy to see Steve and, and Alex. I guess they're calling the character Steve and Alex, which is weird. Um, but there's going to be a lot of people excited for them. And the moves look cool. So, like, and the stage looks cool. Um, so I was, like, I was pretty, like, happy about it. I think I'm at the point now, there's one character left that they could reveal that would be, like, uh, oh, my God, like, this is unbelievable. But, like, I feel like aside from that, like, there are, like, pretty much any character they can announce, my reaction is going to be, like, oh, that's neat um, at, at best. You know what I mean? Like, all of the, like, all of like, the iconic characters, I feel like, are already in Smash. Like, they've got Cloud. They've got Snake. They've got Sonic. They've got Mega Man. Like, who, who else is there? Master Chief, add? bro. That's really... Well, that was the one. Master Chief that, or Doom Guy. That was the one. I think Crash would be really cool. Um, who else? I feel like Rayman would have been pretty sick, like, if it had happened already. But I feel like maybe it's too late for him, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And then Travis Touchdown got done dirty. Poor guy. He, he's not going to be in it because they made him a me costume. And I know there's still some holdouts for, like, Gino. So, I mean, if you're one of those people, I mean, come on, get a better character. No one cares. So Actually, Gino, <laughs> Gino would be awesome. I'd really? Be I feel Gino. like Gino would be so lame, man. Uh, or Sora. Cool. Oh, my God. another Dante would be cool, but, like, Sora would be lame. Though, actually, Sora See, would be cool for the music and, like, that other stuff, but I doubt they'd do it. I, I think that Sora would be lame. I, I just, I, like... I used to really be into Kingdom Hearts, like, when it first came out, and, like, just as as time has went on, it, it's just gotten so lousy. Kingdom Hearts 3 was so lousy that, like, I think Sora would, like, and Sora's not even the coolest character in Kingdom Hearts. Like, there are multiple other characters that are way cooler than him. Yeah, uh, we dude, already I have cool, even, we already have cool Sora, uh, Sora, and his name is Cloud. I would like, even <laughs> rather, like, King Mickey you know, like just Mickey Mouse up in up in I Smash. I agree. Yeah, put him in. Put Donald or Goofy in the game. I'd rather any of them over Sora. Or, but like, I feel like if I saw Gino, I'd be like, really, Gino in twenty twenty? Come on. Like, when was the I, last I think that that would be that would be cool. I think, but it would be like, um, like I feel I feel like Gino and Travis Touchdown are actually kind of on the same level. No like, way. Both very niche characters. But Travis yeah, Touchdown is way more modern and has more games and like people like. I feel like both are characters that, yeah, most people wouldn't know who they are, but, like, I feel like more people know who Travis Scott, like, Travis Scott, wow, Travis Touchdown is. Um, dude, it should have been Travis Scott, actually. Tra if Travis Scott was in Smash, I'd be down for that. I'd play that. Yeah, but I think there are there are a lot of characters in the game that, like, should yeah. be there. That being said, I still think there are a few holdouts we haven't gotten just yet, and, um, and we still have four more DLC characters to go just for this pack. I think this is... Yeah. I don't know if it's confirmed if it's last DLC pack. I mean, if Sakari keeps well, making that, them. Well, that's what they said, but they also said last time that that was the last DLC pack, right? I so see. You, I don't remember. Yeah, we never know. But at least there's going to be four, at the minimum, four characters. So still a bunch I, to go. I feel like it kind of depends on if they want to continue on, like, Smash Ultimate as, like, a as like a service almost. You know what I mean? Like, basically right. port the game over to the Switch 2 or whatever it's called. And just, like, instead of, like... I mean, I guess you'd have to rebuy the game, but they just keep on adding characters and stages and stuff like that. Because, I mean, that's pretty much where we are with Smash already anyways. But, yeah, man, I, I feel like the last holdout, the last character that would really pop me would be Master Chief. I, I think that that would be really awesome just for, like, the symbolization of it. Because, like, yeah, we have Banjo. Yeah, we have Minecraft Steve. But, like, those are kind of... Like, Banjo feels more like a Nintendo character to me than, like, a, a Microsoft character. And, like, 
Minecraft has been around forever, and like it was, only, it was only purchased by Microsoft after the fact. Man, if you had Master Chief on there, like that, that's a statement. Like that, that's a big deal. That that would be equivalent to when like Sonic first showed up in Brawl. I feel like that would just be like such a wicked deal. And I think that it's like actually entirely possible. It's definitely likely. I mean, there's like Master Chief is Microsoft's Mario, right? So like, there's no way. That they aren't, like, trying to work with Nintendo somehow to get him on there. They already have two characters in the game. There's no way that they're not going to get their flagship franchise into Smash when they already have Minecraft and Banjo in there. Like, they're going to do it. They're going to flex that Microsoft money and that Microsoft name and all that. And Sakurai was like, you know, he says Microsoft a bunch. Like, Sony's Sony's not involved at all, which I think is hilarious, by the way. I love that these two are, like, Nintendo and Microsoft working together like this or in some kind of fashion but yeah i think they're i think he's pretty much a shoe in also it'll be three characters halo 3 it's a great game it all ties together it all you know you can see and read between the lines they're gonna do it i'm like he's the character that i think is pretty like a lockdown like it has to be there uh and in terms of other characters i do think like who makes the um like the dynasty warriors and like age of like calamity games like what's their their developer name uh, is it like uh, koei koei temko i think they're gonna get a character like if they put in ryu hayabusa or something like that like i think they've worked with nintendo a bunch and have a bunch of cool games coming out or we just get another age of Calar- like an age of calamity character so we get like you know one of the breath of the wild champions in the game i think that's pretty likely um though i i don't know if i want that but it'd be i think I'm surprised we haven't gotten a new Zelda character in a while. Like in a while, so like basically since Melee. Yeah. So, well, no, since Brawl, because um, we had Toon well, Link. Toon Link and Young Link are like the same thing. No, they're different though. They're they're different. They're kind of different. But yeah, I guess like Melee, if you want to be going like that. But that being said, I also think that we're gonna get a Pokemon possibly. So I think they might add a new Pokemon. I'm actually surprised that we haven't gotten a new Pokemon either. So you know what? Those are still I, lingering. I was, I was like the same boat uh, or the same train of thought as you. But like, I feel like if we were going to get a Pokemon, it would have happened by now. And like, maybe they're saving the Smash reveal for like the uh, what's the DLC called the the Island of Armor or whatever. Um, maybe like maybe the Smash character reveal coincides with that. And I feel like that's the only way that you could get a Pokemon in. I like, I think it would be like all right to see another Pokemon. Like, I mean, on one hand, it's like it's kind of lame that there's so many Pokemon, but on the other hand, like they they do all have like interesting, you know, different move sets. It's it's not as like it's not as brutal as Fire Emblem, who like they all have like very very similar styles. Yeah. So I I, I wouldn't be like you know, totally opposed to that. I think a, a Koi Temko character is, like, definitely a possibility, like, a strong possibility. Um, I, I don't really think that, like, Crash is going to... I've seen a lot of people throw on Crash. I don't think he's coming. Crash uh, Sony so cool. seems to be... Yeah, that's uh, true. It, you know, it would be cool. I wouldn't be excited for that, but it would be cool. Um, I, I don't think that we're going to get Sora, and I'm totally fine with that. Uh, I don't I don't think we're going to get Dante either, which I'm also okay with. I think Dante would be cool, but I can also live without Dante in Smash. I don't think he's really likely. I think he's just a character people want, though. Devil May Cry 5 was really like, cool. I don't know, man. To me, like that series peaked in like the PlayStation 2 era, and it's just been kind of limping along ever since. Have you played the new one? I mean, no. Admittedly, I, had, I haven't played the new one. Because the new one's good. So, 
That's I think that's why a lot of people want him in there too, because like he's kind of like oh like DMZ is cool again, it's good again, so put him in. But yeah, I think I think Master Chief is a lock in. Everyone else, I'm not sure. Like I think they got it. They got to do it. There's no way. He's the he's the only other like that I can think of really big like video game character that everyone knows. Like everyone knows who Master Chief is, and is like has been around for a while too. So I think they got to put him in. But yeah, we'll see. I, Minecraft I Steve was cool. Happen. Minecraft Steve was cool. It made me happier because there was another Microsoft character, technically. I'm like, yes, Master Chief chances I feel like are going up. But on his own, I thought, yeah, my, Minecraft Steve was... He's he's something. I <laughs> Like I said, I might have to pick up another character. I don't know. I don't see how Ridley's going to get in on that guy or, or recover. So uh, I'm looking forward to... I, I think he comes out on like the 13th or 14th, so pretty soon. Like only like a couple weeks away so i'll definitely be trying them out uh one last thing before we move on from smash if if by chance master chief didn't get in but we had like another microsoft character how sick would it be if ori got into smash bros that'd be so good uh, i would be disappointed but i guess that would be cool yeah i i would love that ori is a character made for smash um that would be so great would be a cool character but, yeah uh, yeah, we will We will see. Um, anyways, let's move on from Smash. We have a lot to get into today, actually, uh, on the show. And I'm excited about this because we are going to be talking about all of the cut content from the original Metroid Prime. And, my friends, there is a absolute ton of it. Uh, I'm going to link you guys an article in the description of the show. I really encourage you to open that and kind of follow along with us. Uh, we're going to be going down and just, like, you know, talking about it, talking about all the images, what could have been, maybe why stuff wasn't in there. There's a lot of, like, really cool speculation and theory in this article. Um, it's by, uh, the uh, the author is named Mama Robotnik. I don't know if, like, <laughs> if this person just collected all this stuff or, like, or what, but it's a really great, well-put-together article. And, uh, Dak, you, you tracked this down. Um, well, know, I wouldn't a, say that. I was more. I think it just got posted. One of the discords are in, but it's the thread that I've yeah. seen over the years. Things from like 2012 or something like that. So there is actually like cut content for the entire Metroid Prime series. Like we're talking one, two, and three hunters. Um, a Metroid 1.5. Eventually, we aim to get into all of this different stuff. But what better place to start than with Metroid Prime? And uh, I guess that uh, we can we can just start with the first image here and just scroll down. Again, the link is going to be in the description. Uh, I encourage you guys, if you are on your desktop computer or on your phone, uh, open it up and follow along because there's a lot of really, really cool stuff. But uh, first of all, let's start off with um, some of the alternate menu options here. And this looks, frankly, really bizarre. And, like, it's it's got, like, this mechanical steam ball type of type of deal here there's all these like weird symbols in there um i don't know i i guess it's supposed to maybe replicate like a morph ball or something like that what do you make of this stuff yeah it definitely has like a steampunk feel to it and i i still love that kind of layered shell look that some of these menus have like it kind of looks like i don't know like almost organic in a way like an organic kind of metal but yeah, this seems like very early in the game's development where like the game still hadn't like found its identity yet, I guess, where like obviously the older Metro games are pretty solidly like that like retro sci-fi feel 
but this mm-hmm. definitely has more of a modern like not modern but like steampunk definitely became like more of a popular thing like i would say in the late 90s early 2000s and this style seems like where they i guess this is where they were trying to like differentiate like metroid prime stylistically from the previous games by going that kind of steampunk direction because if you scroll down a little more eventually it kind of gets down to like where you see the the load options quit menu and the start options quit right. menu down there where it still has that steampunky vibe to it but now it's still it's it looks more reminiscent i think of what metroid prime is uh, now the metroid prime that we know. yeah exactly yeah. so i think like over time you can see how they were kind of playing around with that look and the feel and the identity stylistically of what the games were and it seems like it was birthed from this like initial it's metroid but like steampunky kind of vibe which is interesting to look at that's how they kind of you can see how they kind of molded that idea into what we know today so um i think it's kind of cool and again i love the the shell like layered looks to some of this and like the hexagons later so these early menus are obviously a bit rough but they're kind of cool yeah one thing that sticks out to me actually is the font Mm-hmm. It's uh, you, you like you said. They're still looking for their identity. The font is like very unmetroid like. Um, it, it looks like Broadway font actually. Uh, there's all kinds of like weird symbols. Um, it's just called Metroid. There's no Metroid Prime yet, so they right. obviously you know never settled on a title at this point yet. Um, but yeah, it looks very cool. Um, and as you like as you go down and you kind of get away from like the mechanical morph ball and you get more towards like the golden hexagons, it's starting to look a little bit more akin to the style that, that we would, you know, go on to know. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you kind of nailed it. Like after you look at these images, there's some other images of more of like a, an orange and gray techie. It almost looks like Chozo armor around uh, a symbol, which just basically looks like a V and then now you can kind of see like the the font that's more in line with Metroid Prime, the the colors and the way that they kind of um, like sift over each other is reminiscent of like how the maps look in Metroid Prime. Mm-hmm. And more more importantly, you can actually see the words Metroid Prime on the menu. So obviously they you know they came up with that name fairly early on. Yeah, definitely. Though they were, I like just the Metroid a little bit. Like it just. I don't know. I wonder if they were thinking about going with just Metroid or something like that, like as like a, in a, like a reboot kind of way, or they were always intending on kind of giving it a different kind of name, but they were just calling it Metroid tentatively as they worked on it. I don't know. Interesting to think about, um, but yeah, I I loved this next one, and I'm sure that you did too. So the next screen down is kind of the the early title screen, and it looks like we have a little. I think that's a Metroid over on the side. Uh, the Metroid Prime oh. <laughs> logo is there, although it's it's different font, but I really think it looks cool. We got the Chozo artifact symbol behind Metroid Prime, but the best thing about this, Metroid Prime, first-person adventure. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And they, and they got rid of that. <laughs> they got rid of it. They didn't keep it, so just goes to show. But, yeah, that is funny that they had a screen for this to like really put in your face. Like this is a different type of game, even though yeah. you've already bought it. <laughs> we're still trying to, to convince you that it's different. And it was, but it is funny how they, they came with this. So I, this, I would like to think that this wasn't intended to be any kind of like, even though it is marked as an early title screen, 
I, I feel like it's not. Like, I, I think there's a source for this, and it looks like there is, like, where they probably go into this a bit more, so I could be wrong, but I feel like this is something that maybe would have used been used for, like, marketing purposes or somewhere in production and not necessarily the title for the game. But, you know, I could be wrong. It does, it does have that, like, title-ish feel to it where it looks like the press start is going to flash up on your screen eventually, but it is odd that they would put... Like the genre, I guess. I mean, Metal Gear Solid does it, but that's because well, it's like I, I Kojima. Just a, yeah, I was just. But that's like to Kojima, say. though. Like he's the only one who does that. It's just for Metal Gear Solid. But maybe that's what they were intending. That I, that's, I guess it doesn't hit the same because like Metal Gear Solid is, it's not, it doesn't just say like. Well, what is the actual subtitle for Metal Gear Solid now? I'm trying to remember. Uh, tactical espionage action. Yeah. See, that sounds way cooler than first person adventure it, it does but when i yeah when i read this i was just kind of like oh they're doing like the metal gear solid gimmick where they're just telling you kind of like what to expect and That's it's true. like it's a tagline it's not part of the actual game title but uh, <laughs> i i loved it and actually i really like the um i like the chozo symbol being or the chozo artifact symbol being a part of the logo i wish i would have actually kept that hmm. so i think it looks very cool yeah it this it doesn't have like the metroid font though and it doesn't have I do like that it looks different though. I kind of like the font. It almost feels like yeah. movie-ish. Like this, look, like if they got rid of the first-person adventure, like I could see this being like something like a, for like a sizzle reel at the end of like a movie ad or something like that. I don't know. It has that like late '90s like sci-fi action movie font almost to me. Um, in terms of the it's artifact, awesome. though, I think yeah, that looks cool too. Though I could do without it as well. It is. It does take up a lot of room. Um, I got to give a quick plug here uh, since we're talking about Mr. Kojima here. Uh, if you uh, if you want to check out another podcast, I'm on Virtual Theater. We just did like a three hour episode about Death Stranding and what a bonkers game that is. So any any Kojima fans out there, check that out. You'll like it. Um, let's let's keep it going here. This one I don't think is um, too much of a secret. I think it's fairly well known that originally there was a opening monologue where um, Samus was narrating the events of like the previous games although she talks about herself in the third person which i kind of think is weird uh jennifer hale who had voiced samus in basically all the prime games uh i guess recorded this monologue and um yeah i think that uh i think that this one would have kind of been it would have been cool to hear samus talk in in metroid prime because that was such an iconic thing in super metroid when you have the little like opening intro um, I just didn't really like the way that it was written, where, like, she is speaking, but she's just, like, saying the space pirates were defeated by interstellar bounty hunter Samus Aran. I, I feel like it should have just been, like, from the first-person perspective. Mm, yeah, that's... I guess that's not my problem with it, but yeah, that is kind of weird. I think this is actually why I found this thread, like, recently to begin with, is because I want to say, like, a month or two ago, this monologue, like, was floating around Twitter and got retweeted a bunch. And someone linked this because it's in here. It definitely got added at some point, but I'm I'm glad it wasn't in the it wasn't added. Like this, it was so unnecessary. It's like just feels so cliche and kind of corny to have this right off. And you're right, it's in third person, even though it's being read by the person who it's being talked about. And yeah, I think it's unnecessary. I like the opening. Just there's no there's no narration at all. There's no you know, voiceover or anything. You just have the cold open, just Samus shows up. And honestly, all these details are not important to what happens in Metroid Prime anyway. So I think, and also a lot of this stuff is covered in the manual. 
And if you were like me, like back then, in 2001, like you opened up the game disc and you read that first before you played the game. So all this information you already had beforehand, so it would have been redundant for anyone who did read the manual. So, I don't know. I think this is super unnecessary. It was the right move to cut it. I'm glad they did, because it probably would have been just unnecessary. It doesn't really add anything to the game. Like, it's, it's, I guess it's background, but it, in terms of what actually happens, you don't need to know any of this. But I guess it is interesting to know that I think a lot of this stuff is also covered in the scans throughout the game as well. So it's not like you wouldn't have known this information had you, like, not read the manual. But you also don't need it all front-loaded at the beginning. So I don't know. Over overall, good idea to cut this. I am a... Uh, I agree. I, I think that it was... Like, it would have been cool to hear Samus, but, like, I think it was cut because it would have been confusing. Um, oh, you because, think so? Because, like, uh, obviously... Well... Because, like, when, when you hear kind of, like, a narration like this, or at least for me, I'm expecting you to, like, recap all the events of Metroid. And we know that Metroid Prime takes place, like, after Metroid 1, but before uh, Samus Returns. So, like, just reading that, you'd be like, oh, what about, like, exterminating the Metroids and, like, hunting down the... or exploding Zebus again. Like, your, your average Metroid player, if they weren't paying attention, might have just been a little bit confused. And I guess, yeah, at the end of the day, it wasn't really necessary because, like, Metroid is a fairly straightforward adventure. There's not really much to recap. Yeah, th so. that is a good point. Actually, now that I reread this, like, it doesn't really, like, in the manual, it pretty much explicitly says, like, half of the space pirates that survived the events of Metroid, you know, rebuilt for Super Metroid, and the other half came to town. So, yeah. in this, it doesn't really say that. It kind of just says, yeah, the space pirates, you know, started this other colony after the fall of Mother Brain. Which, yeah, that could have been confusing, too. So maybe they thought that it wasn't a good idea to put this, all this information out, especially for a lot of people who might have been playing Metroid for the first time, too. They like, get all this yeah, information, exactly. and they're like, what the, What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I haven't even done anything yet. Like, What is all this info? So, and, yeah. and to be frank, I think a lot of people were playing Metroid for the first time. I mean, I was. And, like, also, yeah. like, I, I feel like probably the, uh, the idea behind that opening monologue in Super Metroid was more so because a lot of people skipped out on Metroid 2 because it was on the Game Boy. True. So like, and, and the events of that are so integral to what happens in Super Metroid. So that I think that that makes sense. But yeah, I think it would be cool to hear Samus, but I wasn't like necessarily devastated that this was cut. Yeah. Um, let's keep it moving here. We've got uh, some some other cool little stuff here, including a, um, a little Flash, like, I don't know, Flash intro, I guess, with like, the Nintendo and Retro Studios like logos flashing over like the the 3D scans of Samus's body and her arm cannon and Metroids. Awesome. I like I was actually convinced that this was in the game or like something because I feel like I've seen this a ton over the years or maybe it was a commercial or I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like I've seen this a lot. I th I, I it looks awesome. Say that like if you let the game like go a little bit, it kind of does this a little bit, but maybe it doesn't. I feel like, like I hundred percent agree with you. I feel like I've seen this before, like somewhere, like it was used in like, like I saw on the internet somewhere, something like that, but it looks so cool. I love like that style. And again, you can see, you know, going back to what we were going over earlier, like the steampunk stuff, it's almost like lost all of that by now. Right. But it's still, you yeah. can see how I feel like it's still somewhat influenced by it, but by now it definitely has, an identity that all this x-rays and whatnot. I think the x-ray style is so sick. Like, I really love that. And I think that's 100% like shown elsewhere in the game and in other like um, materials for this game. Because I, I love this. So yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out. This this reminds me of like 
back in like the late 90s when you'd watch like much music or mtv and like they had like the intros to their shows like much music in particular that's canadian mtv and there was a show that had like the intro and like it would just flash the name over and over almost like exactly like you see metroid pop up in here it just like it looks so cool i love it yeah so just below that there is a uh, image of like an alternate landing pad not that crazy but we get to the screens that I was looking at earlier in the summer as well, which were these like alternate screens for like different UIs and uh, of course Samus being in third person. So these are screens that if you're not following along, you don't have the thread in front of you. If you do, you definitely should be on this part. But if you don't, these are screenshots of like early alpha gameplay where you still have like different arm cannons and the user interface is way different. Of course, the, the third person Samus all in Chozo ruins all these screenshots. And this is like... Metroid Prime at its roughest state, it seems like, obviously Very past, early. like, conceptual. Yeah, but you can see how, it, I mean, it is, at least in terms of the environment they're building, is very similar to what you end up getting. Like, all three of these rooms that we see in these shots are in the final game. So, yeah. it's not like that part was very much different, and you can even see some of the enemies are the same, too, but just how Samus looks and the perspective and her arm cannon and... Like, all the stuff on the screen, which I'm glad they changed up, because having that big circle around your, your face the whole time would be super annoying. Oh, yeah, that'd be horrible. But, yeah, you can see how they're they're getting there. They're, they're, they, but they were on a pretty solid, like, track. They were on the right path from the beginning, right? It's not like they had, like, a completely different kind of game. Their vision started to flesh out pretty, like, on par for, like, throughout the development. It doesn't seem like it changed too much. Like, once they got that, like, identity for the game down, they kind of rolled with it. Yeah, you know what sticks out to me about these screenshots um, is, like, the map up in the corner there. Uh, and obviously like this map. is very, yeah, it looks like the final map. And yeah. this is, you know, we're assuming very far along. So it's it's funny to me, or maybe interesting to me, that, like, the map must have been one of the very first things that they nailed with, like, the 3D models and, like, how you would navigate it. And to me, I was thinking that maybe that would have been something that would have been a challenge to, like, you know, make a 3D map and maybe would have been something that they needed to fine tune and tinker around with. But I mean, it looks like they got it down pretty, you know, pretty early into development, which was a little bit surprising for me. Yeah, that's definitely something that they're like, oh, this works. We're, st <laughs> we're sticking with it. Let's do it. But yeah. yeah, that's definitely something they nailed. It looks very similar to maybe just like the colors on the doors are a bit different, I think, unless those were, maybe those are actually the colors of the doors now, but uh, yeah, more or less, it's pretty much exactly how it is in the in the final version, which is pretty cool. And I see now we're getting to a part that I, I feel like you can't wait to talk about. Yes, yes, I can't wait to talk about this. You are absolutely right. We are getting to, it. this is like Metroid like legend by now, <laughs> but we're getting to the big man. We're getting to Kraid and um, the concept art of Kraid. And one of the, uh, one of the producers, uh, I think he's a producer, uh, Gene Kohler, basically said that he was quoted as saying the level that crate was intended to be in uh, or was intended to be included in was well underway of being designed. There was just not enough development time remaining to fully implement all aspects of the scenario that we needed to pull off a highly polished fun gameplay experience. It was ultimately decided that crate was not imperative enough to the Metroid <laughs> prime project to run the risk of pushing up the release date. So rest in peace, buddy. But man, he looks, he looks awesome. I think in both of these, yeah, Kraid was too big for Metroid Prime, man. I know how it feels. Uh, 
I, you know, it's actually really, it is a shame. It's a shame that Kraid of all characters has not shown up in any Metroid Prime game yet. Like, they gotta put him in Metroid Prime 4. Like, how sick would it be to fight against him in first person? I feel like oh it's my, such a shame. Oh my God. I like the second design better, so the first design has, it's pretty much what Kraid looks like, except instead of having the three belly buttons, he has a, a, a crazy amount. And that looks yeah. actually pretty scary. It looks, it's a bit grotesque. Like, it's, that looks really cool. And then, but the other version is the one that I've known of, that I've seen over the years so many times. The one where he has the metal cap on his head instead of, like, his actual three eyes and all of that. And it looks like, I don't even know how he would see you with that on. But I always thought that was, like, that looked like a Metroid Prime version of Kraid. The other one just kind of looks like another version of Kraid. Looks like, kind of, like, fan art almost. But, like, that one, you could see, I mean, he was modeled, right? Like, that's in-game, it looks like. So it looks like, or, like, pretty close to it. So I think they were way along the lines of like obviously as he as he said like getting him underway and getting him like done but it's a shame i thought that version would be so cool like this kind of unfinished crate with like this crazy head and obviously like attacking his eyes as like a way for you to deal damage to him so now i it would i feel like it would imply like there would be a different gameplay loop like a different strategy against crate you'd have to do in metroid prime if he were you know implemented in this fashion i thought he looked so cool and it is a shame that he was never put in uh, yeah, man, uh, you took the words out of my mouth. He, uh, I, I think both of these look like really awesome, and they both look awesome for different reasons. Like the the first image, he just looks like this giant grotesque dragon monster, uh, which I would like, I would love to fight, and I think that would be really cool. But I am more intrigued by the second image because, as you say, he has like the metal head, and I I feel like that fits the like the theme of Metroid Prime a little bit more because like. You have Meta Ridley, and now you'd have Meta Kraid, and like, what other augmentations would they would they have made to him? Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me that like maybe they would have also resurrected Kraid alongside Ridley, um, and it looks like from this concept art that like they're kind of they're deep in the phase on mines. So like you can see like the uh, little spores, little mushrooms behind there. Right. So I'm wondering if maybe like he was maybe originally supposed to be a boss that was like deep in the mines and like that's how he was resurrected um maybe the omega pirate was substituted in place of that i don't know but man it seems like it seems like such a such a cool idea i'm really sad that we that we didn't get it i mean the developers were definitely right you know i i don't think that uh, Craig would have been cool but he he certainly wouldn't have been uh delay the game cool so i'm i'm not devastated he didn't make it in but yeah we, we gotta see Craig. we gotta see him again yeah, absolutely. It's it's unfortunate he wasn't imperative, but that kind of makes sense. Another character that yeah. I feel like wasn't very imperative, <laughs> but is also mentioned here, is Mother Brain. All right, there are a couple yes. of these screens that I'm not like too familiar with. I only saw them in this thread when I found it for the first time, but apparently their idea was to originally have the Space Pirates mount Mother Brain or like a copy of her into the Talon 4 impact crater itself. So instead of having like a Metroid that got like super crazy transformed by the impact crater and all the phasing in it resulting in Metroid Prime, instead they would take Mother Brain somehow or a clone of it and try to do exactly the same thing. And they would use all that phasing to give her like this kind of transcendent like interdimensional like psychic state where she's just like i don't know like some kind of like crazy being that is beyond our or like just like physical boundaries right and would be able to like see around the planet with like all these eyes and whatnot and it would be super huge 
obviously because it's all muted, mutated by Phazen. So this is, and I, and I think there's also some kind of theory that that would have been tied into Metroid Prime 3 eventually, which is why they ended up using the Aurora units, though. I think it's just they wanted to, they, they obviously liked the idea of Mother Brain, but don't want to use it outright. And I think that's probably a good idea. Um, but yeah. this, it looks cool. It looks kind of scary. Like, I feel like this version of Mother Brain would have been really scary and, and really, like, memorable in Metroid Prime. I would have, I wish there was more of this because I would like to have seen, like, how this would, like, this is just concept art. I would like to have seen how it would have worked, like, in game. And I feel like that's probably why they didn't go through it because if you look at this, I mean, it's so, like, how do you put this into the game? And I, I think maybe they were struggling with, conceptualizing it for the actual game itself beyond just like the idea so maybe that's why they didn't go through it but you can see like this is somewhat how like prime looks like you know the inner core of prime is somewhat reminiscent of this mother brain so maybe that's where they eventually went down with after they didn't decide to do this yeah i was gonna say like i i think that they did implement it in the game but they just turned it into the core of metroid prime because they look nearly identical to me because um, like the, the core has like kind of the nebula where like it looks like almost a floating brain anyways and like this concept art has some like blue energy around it and metroid mm-hmm. prime core has that same kind of like they ha- it has the tendrils that are swinging around so like i i think what they maybe ultimately decided to do is just take this metro or this mother brain idea and just turn that into metroid prime and then kind of build you know for the sequels based off of that um, and, and i think I think the idea of the Aurora unit probably came later and was probably just a way to, like, maybe explain, like, you know, how, like, Mother Brain exists or, like, what, what her origin was or something like that. Um, you know, the, Metroid 1 had already happened by then, obviously, but mm. the, the idea of, like, you know, at least we know where the technology came from, I thought was, like, kind of cool. But, yeah, to, to me, like, this just looks very much like the the core of Metroid Prime, and, and I could very easily see them just like you know shifting from calling it mother brain to the core because they look they look very similar and i'm and i'm feeling that maybe they just thought that they had more options with the with the core of metroid prime because then you can summon metroids you can do all this other stuff you get your phase on beams so yeah i i'm i'm totally okay actually with like mother brain being on the shelf for this game i i think that like metroid does a really good job of not overusing its main villains Mm -hmm. like you see them sparingly i mean like ridley kind of aside but he's a special case so yeah i think that sitting out for the trilogy was probably the right move for mother brain yeah and to be fair i I do think also this mother brain has a bit of like a fantoonness to it in terms of like it definitely reminds me of fantoon a little bit from super metroid and i think Mm -hmm. maybe they didn't want to like pull from like it seems like other than ridley they wanted to go completely original with all the bosses which i which i like you know and ridley is never the main villain of the game anyway right he's always he's like the the one right below hand you know right there he's just he's not the main guy but you still got to deal with him which i think is a good role and that's why i don't mind seeing him all the time because he's not it's not like like if every game was ridley being the final boss and being the core driver of the story I'd be like okay but he's really not he just right. he's kind of like the rival that shows up he's you know Gary Oak to your red or whatever, right? So, and speaking of which, the next section is all about him. So, how about that? There we go. So, this is the first image here is one that I've seen a ton, and I've actually never really put it together, like, what the actual, like, uh, 
real juiciness and goodness about this image was. I always liked this like image of Ridley, the concept art of like him attacking the screen. But a lot of people point out like the background area, something you don't see in the actual final product of the game. This like cavern with all these bridges going across. I've never really actually noticed that. Where that's I guess I'm assuming that's what Phase in Minds probably became. But it also does remind me of that area in in terms of how it looks like the Fandrana's Edge. You go all the way down that cavern and back. This like really narrow cavern, but it doesn't have like yeah. the bridges. And obviously, this area is like rocky and it looks kind of like hazardous. Like the sky is like brown <laughs> and whatnot, like brownish gray. So I think this might have been what influenced or turned into Phase in Mines. Though Ridley doesn't really have anything to do with that area either. So maybe this was like a cut section of the game potentially. I always just thought it was cool, <laughs> Meta Ridley concept art. But uh, yeah, that background area. Is I, cool I think too. that's probably just what it is. To be honest, is like cool concept art, and like maybe, maybe they had an idea of like putting this stuff in the background. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it was a level, maybe it wasn't. But I mean, like, um, like Ridley himself is just so prominent in this picture that I, yeah, I feel like it's just kind of like background. Yeah. To that, which is fine because like you know Ridley looks awesome. For sure. Um, there's, there's a ton of like of like meta Ridley kind of concept uh, art as, as we know him as. But the one that I was like really, really interested in is there's a black and white pencil drawing. And right below that, there is like, there is a steam punk version of Ridley with like just tons of stuff going on. He has uh, an arm cannon on. So like he has a rival arm cannon with Samus. There's so much stuff going on here. Like so many like compartments and flaps that it's hard to even see his head. Um, his wings have like the Chozo artifact inside of them, which I think looks really cool. Um, I, I like this idea, but it's definitely too busy, and I'm glad that they went with the, with like the more you know metallic look that we know. Even the black and white one just has like, it has a lot of different compartments, and it looks like he looks like definitively like a machine rather than kind of like a, a machine human or not human, but like a machine bio kind of amalgamation as we know Meta Ridley to be. Yeah, these are all these images are a bit weird. Like you have the one at the top, which he's kind of like, like you can see the inside of his like rib cage and like the organs in the middle. And then yeah, you have the the drawn picture, which is black and white and like a pen drawing. And that one looks, I think, the worst. Like I'm glad they didn't go with this. It has he has like splinter cell goggle eyes, and it's yeah, it's just he looks too <laughs> like robotic for me right right yeah. above that though you can see like images from in-game and like his model they end up going with it's so much better but then below that yeah the one you're talking about it's like a steampunk chozo like fleshy ridley like you can see like the the his muscles and his left arm and like in his leg and his tail's kind of bloody-ish like where the like flesh meets the the metal and whatnot like it's very again kind of grotesque like he has an arm cannon for some reason i I, I think this one would have been... I'm not sure, like, if this would have fit the game tonally. Like, this seems like a concept concept that, like, was probably, like, very, very early. Like, maybe when the game was more steampunk-influenced, right? Because I don't think this was something, like, later or, like, mid-development where they were... They hadn't... Or they had already, like, figured out the identity of the game because this looks so different. Like, I don't see how this would have fit with what we ended up getting. It's like, why would he, like, so much exposed flesh. <laughs> so it almost, this is like, if they did like a horror, like Metroid game or like a Metroid game that like takes place in a graveyard or something, or she's fighting, I don't know, zombies or something like that. Like, like a zombie Ridley, like this is what I would expect. Like the exposed skull, I think looks really cool. 
and I like the flesh. It just wouldn't have worked with the game we got. But I think the idea is really cool for like, I don't know, maybe some kind of like Metroid zombie spinoff. You do something like that. I don't know, but that would be it's it's quite it's quite something to look at. There's a lot of different things. I'm glad that they put so much into like trying to make Ridley look cool because he turned out awesome. Oh yeah, these are cool. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that they cut this one. This one looks kind of goofy to me. Like there's there's just too much going on. One thing I do like though is like the the artifact is part of his wings. I think mm. the metallic wings look cool, but the rest of it just looks kind of I don't know. It, it, it's it's too busy and like the arm cannon is weird and uh it's definitely not as sleek no. as the, you know, the meta Ridley that we get. One thing that actually I noticed is like when you look at this drawing, the dude has Velociraptor claws at the back of his his ankle. Yeah, like he's legit a Velociraptor. I think that's awesome. So... <laughs> you can even I... see in the uh, in the other model, like that spin the spinning one, that like he has them there too. So maybe they were like kept for a pretty like that part of his feet were definitely part of like his development for a while because that's pretty close to end up getting in game if not outright i wonder if he actually has them in game i don't think he does but uh you know i'm also thinking too looking at this concept it, it feels like maybe like the, there was some kind of story where the space pirates were like taking like a lot of old chozo technology and because it looks like they found a lot of old like chozo tech scraps and they used that to put them together like they could only find a good amount of suitable stuff which is why he's not like completely like covered or like you know doesn't have exposed flesh and bone <laughs> maybe they didn't find it mm. and maybe that's why he has the artifact in his wing because they found some kind of tech that they scavenged and it had to do with the artifacts so that's what i was thinking too like maybe there was some more um the space pirates kind of using chozo technology intended for the game initially that they didn't really go through with because they don't they don't really mesh too much like obviously the pirates do infiltrate like the previous chozo areas but like a lot of like them using chozo technology in that kind of way explicitly doesn't really follow through in the in the final game which is okay but i think something like this would have been going along the lines of that and oh so before yeah. we before we do go uh further though there's another ridley image like on the other side of the next thing we're going to talk about i figure we should might as well since we're talking about ridley just quickly Scroll down to him. Sure. So there's if you're following us on the thread, the flying insect boss, that weird guy, we're going to skip that real quick. We're going to go right back. But there's another image below that, a dark possessed Ridley. And I think, I don't know why it's included here, because I, I, I want to say I've always thought this was an image that was associated with Metroid Prime 2. Um, and, like, this would have been, like, this is what Samus, or this is what Ridley would have looked like had he been in Echoes. Um, I guess that's not the case because it's being associated with Metroid Prime 1. So either way, yeah, this looks like, again, like a Chozo version of Ridley. He has like a Chozo kind of face. He has that arm cannon or like a blade there as well. It looks like an arm cannon, though. And like the wings are similar. Um, what do you think about this This dark possessed Ridley or like a dark Chozo ghost version of Ridley or something like that? I don't know what this is. My my first thought is like he doesn't look dark at all. Like Yeah. He's, like lit literally he's all white. Um, it looks more like a Chozo ghost than anything, uh, or like maybe how I guess they mean like evil I, possessed you know, Ridley, you know, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not really a fan of this look like for, uh, for Ridley in particular. Um, I, I think that maybe this could have been like a cool boss, like an original boss, but like, yeah, like the, the look, I, I don't know. I, I think it might be cool if like you found another 
Ridley and like you know he was he looked like this and like this is where Ridley comes from but as for Ridley himself uh, I'm not a big fan of this look like the the thing kind of looks like the Pope and I don't know if I want to like Pope Ridley, like Ridley How do you looking like, Pope like that Ridley, man <laughs> he also uh if I'm not mistaken he has a giant arm cannon again so uh it looks like you know it kind of looks like they were maybe going in a direction of like uh, Ridley at least having access to some Chozo technology. And I think that that could be cool. Yeah. But um, as for the actual design of Ridley here, I, I can't say that I'm a huge fan of it, to be honest. And I'm, and I'm glad that that didn't really make it far. Yeah. I'm glad that we kind of got what we got. Like this is, yeah. it still feels like a bit much and it doesn't seem like it totally fits. Like, this seems like it would fit a lot more with Echoes to me. Like, this reminds me of, like, the Luminoth. Like, I always thought this was, like, yeah. some kind of Echoes to Ridley, but apparently not. So, um, I don't know. Uh, another weird look. I kind of like the more fleshy, grossy, steampunky Ridley than this Pope Ridley. But Pope Ridley is cool, too. Um, now going back up. I think I just like sleek Ridley. Sleeker. Like, like bony, sleek, dangerous claws. Like, that. that's kind of better to me than fat Ridley, which I, is what this guy is. I agree with that. I think what we got was, was perfect. Um, yeah. But we didn't get, though, the guy right above where we just were. We just skipped. Flying insect boss. <laughs> this guy. This, <laughs> this dude looks awesome. He looks so cool, I think. He looks, like, metallic. He's got, like, these, like these like sharp claws he looks like a like a mantis of some sorts um he, he looks he looks like he has like a mask on his 3d render i think looks cool he he kind of looks like actually what maybe would become like a chozo ghost because he's got the same lanky floaty kind of thing going on but like man this this dude looks wicked it's too bad that we didn't get to fight him and like coolest of all is um you scroll down a little bit and you see his concept art the guy's got like a Metroid hooked into his his backpack. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with this dude. That that's an art that I feel like I've seen separately. Um, I I always thought that this was just a character that like this is what the flying space pirates were initially like conceptualized as, and then they changed to make them look more like space pirates. Because I mean, space pirates also look insecty, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, that's what I always thought this was. I never knew like the, it's the thread refers to it as flying insect boss. I just assumed this was early concept art for space pirates. Like, and you look at like the model too. It does kind of have that lanky Chozo ghost look to it, but the animation looks exactly like how the space pirates jump into the air when they're on the ground initially. So I, I feel like that's kind of what it morphed into. But then yeah, that last art, it has this like the face is crazy and then it has like the metroid strapped to its back and which in the other like artwork and the animation it looks like he just has like a rocket pack you know it doesn't there's no metroid there at all so i don't know what that is i almost feel like these are two separate things like maybe one of them was an early space pirate and the other one the second one is another character because that one doesn't it has like the body of a space pirate kind of but the face isn't. So I don't know what this is. This is one of those things that are like, they're just coming up with a bunch of different ideas. I don't know where this would have worked into the game, like where there would be this kind of sentient insect man, like flying around with a Metroid, oh. but that's not a space pirate. Or maybe it was, maybe it was like a space pirate, like a special hunter, like a special character of the space pirate, rather than just being like a generic, you know, trooper or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I have no idea what this is. looks really cool though. <laughs> It, it looks like uh, the Metroid version of Psychomantis. Yeah. It looks awesome. Yeah. I love it. It's too bad that we didn't get it, but, like, also maybe explaining the whole 
Metroid in the backpack thing would have been uh, a little bit of a stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let's keep it going. Let's talk about Shigoth Prime. Yes. And uh, apparently this is like the third evolution or the third form, I guess if you want to say, of the Shigoth and was originally intended to be the boss of uh, Fendrana Drifts. I think that this looks like like a baboon if Machamp was a baboon, like the Pokemon Machamp. Mm-hmm. It looks kind of cool. Um, I'm not like devastated that we didn't get it. I, I think that Shigoth turned out like really, really wicked. Um, but this, it, like it does look intimidating. And... Uh, I don't know. It, it looks it looks cool, but I, I'm not I'm not devastated that it was cut. What about you? I think this looks really cool. I love Shigoth Prime. I am I'm not devastated, but this is one of those bosses where I'm like, damn, this would have been really sick to fight in game. the The adult Shigoth is cool, and I'm assuming that like we probably would have fought this thing in like an arena, kind of like we end up fighting Thardis. So maybe they got rid of. Maybe they were like, all right, it's, that's too much Shigoth for this area. So we're going to do a different boss that came up with Thardis. Or maybe this would have been a third boss in which I'm not sure where they would have put it. You know, like there isn't too much more room for another boss character in Fendrana. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe, like maybe the edge, but that's pretty, it's pretty narrow in and of itself. Yeah. And it doesn't really look like other Shigoth, but it is a cool boss. I think this would have been fun to fight against. Like maybe, you know how like after you fight the adult Shigoth and you come back in the main area where like the river is, like there are a bunch of baby Shigoths around. Like maybe the mm-hmm. first time you come back to that area, you would fight this thing in that main area. That would have been a cool boss fight, and it's like knocking over all the rock pillars and all that crap, um, which you don't super need anymore because you have the space jump by then, I believe. So in that way, I think that would have been cool. But yeah, this is a boss that like not losing sleep over it wasn't in the game, but a really cool idea and. I, I love these. I love fighting big bosses as, in first person. So like, I would have loved more of these huge bosses Samus has to fight against. And this was like, so, this one looks like it could do some serious damage. So, uh, would have been really cool to have in game. Shame it didn't show up. Just like Kraid. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, just like Kraid. I'm I'm more sad that Kraid didn't get in. Uh, okay, let's talk about the uh, the weaponry that was originally pitched for the Space Pirates here. If you're following along, we have got some like just bonkers looking like uh, what would you even call these guns they're like they're like like machine guns know, these gatling big gatling guns, guns almost. yeah yeah um they, they have like a little cord that attaches like to a the space pirates back it looks quite cool yeah this is other art i feel like i've seen this before or similar artwork that was associated with the final game i think the actual space pirates do kind of end up like looking like this a little bit but yeah there are no organic weapons uh, it definitely seems like they were kind of going for some kind of style where there was a lot more fleshy and grotesque organic looking stuff for the game, which goes in line with those like Ridley concepts. And even that like insect boss we saw earlier, like that kind of reminds me of that guy um, or whatever mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. The organic like spine Gatling gun kind of thing. It's a really sick idea. I think like I would love to see these designs in a Metroid game. Maybe not Metroid Prime, but like if they did a different Metroid you know, first-person Metroid game, right? Like, maybe we saw these in Metroid Prime 4. I think that'd be really sick. Um, how it would work, necessarily? Like, what, is it, like, running on its spine or something? I'm not exactly sure how it works scientifically. <laughs> but it looks really cool. It looks sick. I love these, like... It almost feels like they were... They definitely kind of went out... They, for sure, went out of the box with a lot of these designs. And I love seeing that. It's almost a shame that we didn't get... It makes sense, but it's a shame we didn't see some of this stuff in the in the final product. But... It probably looks a lot cooler 
you know, on the this concept art than I would have on, you know, the GameCube in 2001. Maybe now in 2020, yeah. we could really see this stuff realized, which would be really sick. But for its time, it's cool, but I understand why it didn't show up in the main game. You can even see, like, on, like, like the big image, right, like the brownish one, like, it has, like, almost, like, kind of looks like eyes on its hand. Almost how, like, you know, Dark Samus would get, like, the Metroid Prime eye at the end of the game and all that kind of stuff. And it has, like, eyes and it's, like, knees and whatnot. Like, it's it's... It's it's a wild design. It's so cool. But yeah, I can understand why it didn't make the the final cut. Yeah, it would have been cool, but like not a not a game changer by any means. Uh, and you're right. It it probably looked cooler to draw than it would have looked, you know, back in 2002. Um, let's keep it going. Let's talk about some of the early uh, concepts for Samus's suit. And if you're following along, man, tell me that this is not Dark Samus just with red and yellow instead of black and purple and blue because like the visor is identical the chest plate looks identical um this i feel like this design literally went on to become dark samus in metroid prime 2 yeah it looks like it it also reminds me of samus return samus especially the middle and left visor the right visor is Mm -hmm. kind of like it looks like a pair of bullhorns or some demon like stuff but yeah it does it looks like dark samus it kind of looks like samus from Samus Returns, I feel like this definitely influenced the Dark Samus design, for sure. This looks like a sleek, edgy Samus, which is what Dark Samus is. Especially in the third game, but I feel like in the second game, it's almost like a mix of the two. Because obviously in the second game, she like does look more like Samus. She has this fleshier, like, and like the bigger um, shoulder pads. But this reminds me of like Metroid uh, Prime 3 Dark Samus. And then a little bit of Samus Returns Samus as well. Yeah, this is definitely an influence to that. Uh, one thing that I thought was really cool is if you scroll down, we can take a look at some of the beams and uh, what the arm cannon looked mm-hmm. like. I I love that it didn't make the game for you know obvious reasons, but like I love that there's like the Super Metroid little creatures that that you get when like you you find the wave beam or like the ice beam is in Crocomire's mouth. I I loved that in Super Metroid. And uh, it's fun just to see that that was, like, originally maybe, like, a thing in Metroid Prime. I think that it would have been kind of silly, and I'm glad that they didn't do it. But it's cool to see that, uh, you know, someone was thinking of that. I actually like them. I think that would have been fine in the in the main game. I think you kind of have some of these, like, it feels like they're not too far off conceptually from what the final game ends up being. It feels like they'd be Chozo, you know, items and symbols or something. I feel like the biggest loss here were the right above that the 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 like the arm cannon effects right like the shimmering electricity for the wave beam and the the frost condensation and all that for the ice beam and like the heat for the well you do kind of still get the heat in the uh, actual game if you fire your arm cannon really quickly you see a little bit of that like disturbance and distortion in the in the air above the muzzle of the arm cannon but like to have it really pronounced. And, like, having, like, ice form over the arm cannon and, like, electricity shake. I think that would have been really cool. And for a game that does have some standout effects for its time, like, maybe not super revolutionary or anything, but, like, definitely feels significant. Like, you know, you can see, like, the steam on her visor and, like, her eyes reflecting off the inside of the visor at certain points and and the raindrops and stuff like that. And then, yeah, that heat distortion effect, too. Um, I wish we had a little more of that. These ideas are cool, but they were... They're almost there entirely. The charge meter below that, I think, looks really dumb. 
I'm glad. I think that looks cool. I, th- yeah. I, I saw that and I was like, oh, thank God we didn't get that. I don't need a little. No, uh, that looks. I don't need a blinker. Cool. What is, I don't even under, like. Why would you even need that? It's so <laughs> unnecessary. I, it is. It just looks. It looks goofy and cool. I kind of like it. Yeah, it feels like I'm about to play like the the radar you get, like the radar scanner in Call of Duty. You can add that to your gun <laughs> attachment. That would be cool. Um, uh, yeah, some cool arm I'm... cannon ideas here. Lots of cool stuff. Um, so one thing that makes a lot of sense, the next thing on our list here is Thardis. And as you know, Metroid Legend would have you believe, and uh, according to Mike Sneath, who worked on the game, um, Thardis was originally supposed to be a lava-based boss that you would fight in uh, in Magmore Caverns, which you know does not have a boss battle inside of it, which is kind of weird. Um, and that perhaps that Shigoth Prime would have been fought in the quarantine area in Fendrana instead. Um, I think that that makes a lot of sense, and uh, you know it's interesting to to think about like you know I whenever I think Thardis, obviously you just think of like ice right away, and it's it's weird to know that that wasn't maybe the original uh, intention. Yeah, I I kind of wish it was. It does feel weird to me. It always has that Magmar doesn't have a boss at all, and it's just pretty much like. I, a connection to other areas and like the only way you can get to <laughs> to Fendrana trips, which sucks. And I think it yeah, it would have made a lot more sense. They had this Lava Thardis and then Shigoth Prime in the arena that you fight the actual Thardis in. And I'm assuming that they either, maybe they couldn't uh, either. It was either they couldn't make Shigoth Prime work. So they're like, all right, we still got to have a boss for this area, even though they already had a boss in adult Shigoth. So maybe they just like, oh, but we needed a boss for like this area. We had this whole arena built and all that. And so they moved Thardis in there and they just kept Magmar Caverns as is. Or maybe they couldn't find a right area to put Thardis in and Magmar Caverns. And so they just were like, oh, we, I don't, I don't know. It just, it makes too much sense that that's what the original plan was to have Shigoth Prime in Fendrana and have Lava Thardis in Magmor. So for the reasons why they didn't do that, I don't understand. Cause like, it seems like they had, you know, Shigoth Prime modeled and animated a little bit there. Like you gotta, they had some work done. It seems like it could have been done. And same here with Thardis. It wasn't just concept. They actually like modeled it and rigged it and all that kind of stuff and, and did some work on it. So I really wish we knew like what exactly caused them to not go through with that and end up giving us what we got, which is still fine. But I think Larva Thardis would have been really cool. Maybe they, I don't know, maybe there just wasn't enough room for him to roll around in Magmore, so they couldn't have to move him. And she got didn't fit there either. So I don't know. What do you think? I feel like maybe they just couldn't get Shigoth Prime to work how they wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it just like maybe it wasn't working, you know, how they hoped, and they were just like, you know what. Um, just like with Kraid, this probably isn't worth it. Maybe we're overthinking it. Let's just move Thardis from Magmore to Fendrana and like call it a day, which I, I feel like is fairly, I feel like that, that is probably what happened if I'm guessing, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, who knows? Um, okay, let's keep it going. We'll, we'll skip over, uh, or we'll focus in on the really cool ones and just kind of briefly touch on some of these other ones here. Uh, really quick. I think that there, this one is kind of cool. There's like an alternate version of the parasite queen that you fight uh apparently in the game where like it looks like it's crawling on walls and not kind of in the container as we know that we see the parasite queen on in the uh, in the orpheon um so i thought that this was like kind of cool but i am glad that that maybe like we got that opening boss as we did because it's so like iconic yeah so according to this uh mike sneath saying that you're supposed to fight um 
the Parasite Queen somewhere else, and they made the Parasite Queen early, then they created this other, the chamber you ended up fighting it in, like, a while back later that was supposed to be used for something else, but then they re, you know, redid it and recycled it to use as the Parasite Queen area, which also makes me think, like, maybe Frigate Orphean wasn't in the original plan either, and they added that later. So this is, it's interesting. I, the, the, the queen itself looks pretty similar to what we get in the final game. Like it really, it yeah. looks pretty much the same with some slight differences, but um, there's that concept art where it's like a bit webbier. It looks again, more of like a horror kind of thing. They really, they really wanted to go like full, like dead space with this game. I think at times, and they just reeled it back a little bit. Like, you're like, Oh yeah, this is a Nintendo game. We can't, we can't make a super scary game. But, like, if I saw that, like, in this really dark, like, if that room was a lot darker and, like, less big and you had this, like, creepier, like, horror queen, I think that would have been, like, absolutely wild. But, yeah, it seems like they kind of uh, moved some stuff around, changed things slightly, and they were going to have it either maybe somewhere else. Maybe it was going to appear later in the game or it was in another area that got cut entirely. I don't know. But uh, it does seem like they had the Parasite Queen intended regardless of where it ended up being. Like, that was an early creation in the game. And kind of stuck alongside its development through all the way to the end. So, good on you, Parasite Queen. You survived the the cutting table, but maybe not this version, all altogether. That's right. And uh, also shout out to the Parasite Queen. You made it to Smash. So good job. This one really stuck out to me and intrigued me a lot. And it looks like this was only in the discussion stage because there's only like artwork and not even polished artwork, but just like stencil artwork of like an Omega Metroid. Mm-hmm. It looks like at least the idea was bandied about that by connecting Metroid Fusion to Metroid Prime, maybe that would give you uh, an option to have uh, a fight with the Omega Metroid, which would have been pretty cool. Like that would have been a wicked way to like sell people on you know the the interconnectivity between the two games because I think as it as it was, you only got the Fusion suit and that looked kind of junky in Metroid Prime. I thought. Um, so that, I mean, this certainly would have been much cooler and I guess we might as well talk about it now, but like further down on the list too, it, uh, it's kind of implied that, uh, by linking the two games together, you would be able to download like the full ROM of super Metroid as well. And that would have been absolutely bonkers. That would have sold me instantly on the connection between the two. Yeah. That seems like a theory and not too supported by anything i don't know how they would have done that like you connect the game and you get like a whole other boss like where they especially because they were cutting other bosses as it is or like moving around like where would they put this character right like where would they put an omega metroid like like would it swap out instead of you playing against metroid prime you fight the omega metroid or is it like it seems like honestly it almost reminds me of the elite pirate a little bit it definitely seems like they had some other ideas for that section of the game and like Maybe instead of Metacrade, you fought the Omega Metroid, or you know, instead of the Elite Pirate, you might have fought Metacrade or this thing. I don't know. Like it, it, but then again, they also have that second form. I guess this was something that really just didn't get very far conceptually because we only have these two drawings. But I wonder how you would have like implemented something that like only shows up, like the final form only shows up if you connect Metroid Fusion, but also having this other form. So obviously they had some kind of setup and wasn't just like something you did as like an and I don't know, like a extra connection like feature. I don't know. It would have been cool though. And to fight like the Omega Metroid in Fusion and in Prime, that would have been pretty sick. And definitely, yeah, I oh, agree. It would have been awesome. Would have sold me more. But I still did that link anyway because I had to. Like, why not? <laughs> yeah, I had the cord. But um, yeah, I would have loved to have fought it. Another one of those bosses that would have been really sick. And it's also 
crazy that, you know, three games or, you know, after three games of Metroid Prime, we still didn't really get an Omega Metroid fight. So I would love to, I would love a rematch against that Omega Metroid. We'll see, but it would have been cool. Unfortunately, didn't get too far conceptually because these are just like pen drawings. So they didn't even like try to yeah, model it. Or I, anything. I just, I just don't think the technology was there. They didn't have to, the technology. Like, yeah. To fully get this. Yeah. I, I think that like, it would have been more plausible to get Super Metroid over, but I think that that is kind of one of those ones that would have been too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, because like at the at the time, they're you know they're releasing the Game Boy Advance and they're like re-releasing all of these Super Nintendo games. Uh, I, I feel like I feel like that just wouldn't have happened because the thought would have been like, why are we giving this away for for free basically when we could be releasing this again on Game Boy Advance and charging you know full price for it? Right. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. Um. Okay, let's let's skip over a few here and just get to the interesting stuff, Dak. Uh, we got Forest Flagra here, which looks really cool, or some cool concept art. We've liked um, that. Some yeah. Giant. It, lo- it looks badass. Yeah. Um, there are some giant Metroids, which which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the one that stuck out to me next. Originally, I guess that there was supposed to be a surviving Chozo. Uh, everyone, if you're not following along with us, you've probably seen this concept art of the uh, the Chozo just sitting on his on his throne um it looks like this kind of was the precursor to the luminoth in uh in metroid prime echoes to me where obviously we didn't see this in prime one but the idea was kind of you know it, it evolved into the luminoth that we eventually get hmm i thought this was the guy the in the part of metroid prime where he like bowls you as more in the morph ball mode and chose the ruins i always thought that's what this was it was just like art from actually one of the chozo statues in game because they also model what looks like like a chozo statue just below that um but like the the ghost here that i i like has like all it kind of looks like native american-ish almost it has like a bird skull and Mm -hmm. like a lot of feathers going on and like looks kind of tribally in in all that kind of way, but like also like is skeleton ish kind of, but not really. It looks alive. I don't I don't know what's going on with that one. This the art seems kind of mixed together because some of it looks like it's for stuff that we see in game, where it's like the Chozo statues, and then yeah we have this concept art that looks like it could be for some kind of. It doesn't even look like a surviving. It looks like someone wearing Chozo like like. A, like like a chozo body like it found like the remnants of a chozo and is wearing it because you can it, it has like a face in its mouth so like maybe that's like an early idea for a chozo ghost and then all below all of that there's a chozo animation of like a chozo jumping in and like looking around and that looks like what the chozo ghosts end up being for the most part so i i don't know i think this might be like a I didn't read this as a surviving Chozo. I think these are just like concepts mixed together for the Chozo ghosts and the Chozo statues we see in game. Like both of these things we end up seeing in game. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if there was ever the intention for them to do a surviving Chozo, but I definitely see it. Definitely seems like they had the idea to do Chozo ghosts uh, pretty often, or it took a bunch of swings at it before I end up nailing what they end up doing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um... All right, cool. Let's keep let's keep going. There's some very cool like uh, fo- like photographs. Uh, didn't really get too far. These are just stencil photographs of some mutated Metroids. Mm-hmm. So those are those are pretty grotesque and pretty pretty slimy. They look pretty cool, um, as well as some other like Talon Four concepts. And these ones are like 
these ones are more in the style of Prime that, that we would see, but there's, uh, at least to me, there's nothing, like, super, super exciting about this. It's just the actual planet itself. Mm-hmm. Um, we get... Uh, we get some winged Chozo ghosts next, and I am actually pretty glad that they did not do this because I think that it looks kind of cheesy. I don't know. What about you? Oh, the winged Chozo ghost? Well, I was just saying, like, I was looking at these and, like, hmm, maybe that animation above I was talking about was for, like, a live Chozo because it does – they do look kind of different. Um, maybe they did intend on having a surviving Chozo. I don't know. That would have been cool, but I like that they didn't do that. Anyway, the winged Chozo ghosts – uh yeah i don't know <laughs> maybe if there was one of them you know like if they were all like that that'd be a little weird but if there was just one like that would have been kind of out of left field but cool i don't know that would have been it's not the worst thing that i've seen <laughs> in this, scrolling through this but uh i'm not sure how it would have like worked or why they would have done that so i guess they were like uh why would we do this <laughs> and they didn't um, so the next one, it, it kind of sticks out to me and it kind of doesn't. We see some like very, very rough sketches of how a speed booster and shine spark might have worked. And I'm talking like like very rough. If you're if you're following along, you can see that like basically you just have Samus jumping, running fast, and doing her shoulder tackle when she's shine sparking. Um, this looks to be very early in development and you know, it, it probably became obvious fairly quickly that the speed booster just wasn't going to work with the technology they had at the time in Metroid Prime. Yeah, I this is something I feel like we've mentioned a bunch on the show like either yeah. wanting this so like in the future or how it would have worked in the past. And I'm sure they like tried it like ah this is <laughs> this is too much. We can't do this. But I like that they at least lo- this looks like it could have been right out of the final game though even if it was like early you know, and it, apparently these showed up in the final release disc, but it seems like even if they were conceptualizing it early, it doesn't have that, like, steampunky feel. Like, I could see these screens being in the final game, so... I don't know, maybe, like, there was something they tried a bunch of times, like, they gave it a shot and, like, oh, that didn't work, and they, you know, left it, and then they went back to it a little while later down the line, tried it again, didn't work. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it looks yeah. cool. Um, Alright, so we got some, like juiced up space pirates here they got uh like they look like cyborg mantises uh, they look pretty cool we got an expanded look at the impact crater and these are more so just sketches um and actually not at all really what the impact crater looks like because the impact crater is of course red rather than uh rather than blue and like phase on but this one is one that really stuck out to me where there was a a drawing of what looks to be like a friendly creature, or at least that's what uh, Mama Robotnik has theorized here. I I love that idea that there could have been friendly creatures in Metroid Prime and you know the subsequent subsequent games. They're such a big part of Super Metroid and Metroid Fusion that like I would just like I would be so charmed to see like friendly creatures show up in Metroid Prime, and it would just be so nice to like you know have something that's not trying to kill you in this game hmm i i yes and no for me i feel like a big part of what is metroid prime is that she's on a planet that because of phase and everything is hostile right so like why would i mean unless there were some creatures that were like immune to it naturally or they could like ignore that influence and be friendly to her like i guess that'd be cool but they're still just creatures like it's not like any creature is good or evil so i don't know um but some are you know more friendly with humans and others you know in the real world so i guess that could make sense i always thought that these were because i've seen this image before a bunch of times on its own 
that this was something that like was related to or became the stone toads in Chozo Ruins that like you use to um, that like right. spit you out when you're in morph ball mode, which I think may or may not deal damage yeah. to you. But like those well, are that's a pretty good observation because they look they look pretty they could yeah they look kind of similar and those things don't really like attack you or anything like you can go right up to them as long as you're not in morph ball mode and they won't do anything. So I always thought that's what this was, or, like, it was a form of that. Um, but maybe they didn't, like, do this or the change. So, yeah, I always thought that, too. And quickly, bef- you know, j- just because I didn't get to say anything. But, yeah, the the Space Pirates earlier, like, that's what I was talking about in the manual. Like, those uh, images show up, and also that's where they talk about a bunch of the stuff from the, the the narration they didn't do right there. That was, like, a perfect screen. So it's not even concept art. That was the official <laughs> manual. Um, but that's crazy that that kind of art showed up there. And I feel like I saw the ones with, like, the cannons in their claws. That was really cool, too. And then, yeah, the Impact Crater images look really cool. I kind of wish we saw a bit more of this. It almost looks like the surface of the moon or, like, a... It looks like it looks more of, like, an alien planet, actually, than inside of... Well, I mean, I guess Talon 4 is an alien planet, but another alien planet. Um, very different from, from Talon 4, um, but that's on, on its inside. So those are cool, too. And then, yeah, friendly creatures. Could take it or leave it, but I do think these have some relation to the stone toads. Now, below that is real quick the apparently you might have been able to connect and get from connecting metroid fusion to access super metroid entirely right that would have been cool that would have been sick because i would have been able to play super metroid way earlier than i ended up playing it in actuality that would have been sick to have the whole game right there playable i wish they did that but maybe i guess they couldn't fit it into the game disc. It was too, I don't know, too big, or they figured, uh, I don't know, they don't want to give I'm, away I'm too done. much. I think that they wanted to sell it on the Game Boy Advance, and they just maybe didn't end up doing that. Hmm. Yeah, that makes I sense. I think that's what it was. Which is too bad, because that would have been so good to have... Can you imagine, like, one GameCube disc that has Metroid Prime and Super Metroid on it? Two of, like, literally the best games of all time. I know, that's that would have been, been... I mean, oh. it was already sick that you had two different Metroid games coming out at the same time. You know, you had Prime and Fusion, but to also have Super Metroid be re-released in that fashion, like, ever, a ton of people would have found it, because, I mean, I use the Fusion suit as well. Like, they promoted that connectivity a good amount. So, I mean, people would have found it. I would have loved to have played Super Metroid earlier, but maybe they felt like it wasn't... I, I guess, yeah, I think your your theory is good. Like, they intended on doing it, but didn't. They were gonna... Maybe just didn't, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a shame. Another one of those things that, wow, all these things that would have been added. Like, this would have been, I mean, you take this game from, you know, whatever you rank this game, whether you rank it a 9.5 out of 10 or 10 out of 10. I mean, you jump it up to 11 at least if you add Super Metroid <laughs> as well to the package. I mean, come on, this would have to be, I mean, this was a must-buy game, but now it definitely would have been a guaranteed buy. Oh, that, that would have just been so, so massive uh, that I, I can't even fathom that. Um, all right, well, you know, that almost seems like as good a place to end as any. Of course, we have some uh, models of Samus, some of the Chozo statues uh, beneath here, her ship, and a different look at some of the logos that were uh, allegedly going to be used, which they look horrible, by the way. <laughs> it looks like it says Mayroid instead of metroid so oh, yeah thank god they didn't use that um but yeah that's uh can you imagine that when we started this we were actually thinking of talking about all of the prime games in one show or at least i was i what, what was i thinking no there's way too much and we like talked a good amount about all these we're definitely gonna go into the oh. other ones there's i think there's five there's four more of these threads and i think this is one yes. of the, i want to be i'm pretty sure that this is 
the longest or one of the longest, so I don't think there is as much like found cut content from the other games. But then again, I'm not sure. I think there is a lot from Metroid Prime 2. That'll be good. I'm really excited to talk about Metroid Prime 1.5, like that concept and the uh, and what goes into that I, game. I'm actually like really excited to talk about Hunters. Yeah, the Hunter stuff. That, that one sticks out to me the most. Yeah, that's which I'm I'm surprised to hear you say that. So um i there's a lot of good stuff just i'm scrolling through all of these threads real quick just to see what we'll get into i figure we'll we'll figure out how we'll we'll do it the game plan for tackling all these but i'd like to get into them soon that'd be sick to cover all this because yeah i definitely thought that i think the both of us had were like eh, are we really gonna do all of this all at once i don't think it's possible it's i mean it's not <laughs> definitely not it's not definitely not um all right guys well what is possible is for everyone listening to this, if you want some awesome Metroid swag, uh, and you can head over to the Metroid database store. They've got pins, they've got posters, they've got decals, tons of cool stuff there. And as a bonus for listening to this show, if you use promo code OMEGA, you're getting 20% off anything in that store. So again, head over to the Metroid database store and check that out. And uh, get yourself some sweet Metroid swag. Um, Decal out your car. Or, like put a put a poster on your wall. Do something. But there's a lot of cool stuff there. Um, so yeah, that was this was a marathon episode. But I like this was really really fun actually to think of all the stuff that could have been and maybe was was rearranged into different spaces. And I am like really looking forward to doing this again uh, with uh, with some of the Metroid Prime 1.5 and 2 and 3 and Hunters. Uh, this is this was a lot of fun. So great suggestion, Deck. Yeah, this was. I'm glad that we got to take the time to talk about it. It's I think a really cool thing. I, you know, when we got into the whole Mario leak stuff, I was really excited to talk about that. I love talking about like cut content and and behind the scenes stuff from game development and stuff like that. So this was really awesome. This, there's so much to go, that goes into game development and what ends up making the final product. It's it's crazy to see how much stuff doesn't make it and how far those things get. Like some of the stuff we saw was literally just like pen and paper drawings. And then other stuff is like fully animated in the area, like fully modeled and rigged and whatnot. It's crazy that some of that stuff didn't end up making the final cut, but yeah, glad we ended up talking about it. It was really cool. And I can't wait to talk about the concept art from and cut content from all the other games that are in this absolutely ginormous list. Again, Thank you to what, who is this again? Uh, Mama Robotnik. Uh, Mama Robotnik. On Neogaf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to Neogaf. Shout out to Neogaf. Um, they also credit uh, Metro Database with helping with a lot of this mm-hmm. um, information, and they credit uh, who else did they credit? Metroid Wiki. So um, yeah, I can't wait to talk about when we inevitably find out about all of the cut content and like the scrapped game for Metroid Prime Four. Mm-hmm. That's going to be on a whole other level. Um, but for now, we are out of time. We're going to get out of here. Of course, we want you to check us out over on Podbean, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Go like and subscribe to the Omega Metroid Podcast. Uh, tell the Metroid fan in your life where they can get their weekly Metroid fix. And check us out over on Twitter, at Omega Metroid Pod. I am at Spateri316. He is at DakCity underscore. Again, if you want some wicked Metroid swag, use promo code Omega over at uh, the Metro Database store. That's it. That's all. We are going to get out of here, and we will be back next week with some inspired by Metroid. Until then, 